0: Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now.
1: Well, we're going to do it with grace and with Star Style today. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and we're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are 501c3 that works to empower women, families and youth through improved literacy and positive media messages as we bring you these radio shows we were, uh, we are on the Voice America Network this is the Empowerment Channel and we are coming to you live and you can always listen to shows if you miss it when you go to uh, the Empowerment Channel, Star Style, Be the Star, you are on Voice America. and Or you can listen on iTunes or other podcasts. The Miracle Moment for today is from Be the Star, you are. We just celebrated our 20th anniversary on 9 and that's quite a, an accomplishment. You can visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And this is from Will Rogers. If you wait until you're ready, you'll wait forever. And this really uh, is going to set set the foundation for our show today because coming up in our second segment, you are going to meet author and speaker and publisher Keith Leon S. He's written a book called Walking With My Angels. This is a true story that he was inspired to write over 30 years ago and finally did it. And we will talk about angels walking amongst us. Well, today is a 9-11, and we will be doing a remembrance of what happened. If, if you uh, were alive during major events in history, such as the bombing of Pearl Harbor, the assassination of President Kennedy, the terrorist attacks of 9-11-2001, or the death of Princess Diana, you probably remember where you were and what you were doing. Well, it has been 18 years since the Twin Towers fell and thousands of lives were lost in New York City, the Pentagon, and in the crash in Pennsylvania. So we're going to talk about what happened then and how our our world has changed, or if it has, since this tragic disaster. And in segment three, The trilogy of Be The Star You Are books, Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, Be The Star You Are for Teens, Simple Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning, and Leading, and Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, all were published and debuted in the months of September, September 2001, September 2009, and now September 2018. So how did the series evolve and why are these books so life-changing and empowering? We're going to shed some life on um, on the uh, origin and the ramifications and effects of these books and how there is light in living, loving, laughing and learning to make a difference. So sit back, grab your cup of tea. Or whatever beverage is uh, close by. Maybe it's just uh, water with lemon in it. That's what I have right now. And let's uh, dive into our program today here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am your host and producer. So, again, you remember what you were doing if you were alive during 9-11. The interesting thing is as I was preparing not only this show but producing the show for Express Yourself Teen Radio, I realized that none of the teens that are, are reporters or hosts on Express Yourself in the, these episodes were even born when 9-11 happened. So, you know, uh, those of us, who um, lived before 9-11, we remember what it was like to go to the airport and board a plane, and you could have all kinds of things with you, uh, knitting needles and scissors and tweezers. And I used to actually bring the wine that I was bringing to people on board, and I would bring even fresh eggs. (laughs) And now, post-2001, People had to become accustomed to that strict air travel rules that forbid even taking water past the security gates. And, of course, airports weren't always like that. So we, uh, two th- September 11, 2001 changed a lot of things. It's when the members of the Islamic extremist organization, Al-Qaeda, they used airplanes as weapons to carry out the most lethal terrorist attack on human soil in U.S. history. And it was that fateful Tuesday. It started kind of like every other day. And East Coast residents were either at or on their way to work or school, while those of us here on the West Coast were still snoozing. And I remember the telephone ringing, and I—it was about six something in the morning, and my uh, girlfriend who was in Los Angeles just crying on the phone. She thought we were at war, and it was like turn on the news immediately. Things were not tranquil for the passengers aboard United Airlines Flight ninety three one seventy five and American's Airlines Flight seventy seven and eleven because. Among those passengers were 19 terrorists. They were split into four teams. Each had an experienced pilot with them. And these cross-country flights, they were heading from the East Coast to either Los Angeles or San Francisco. And those particular flights were selected because the airplanes had so much fuel, it could enable the hijackers to inflict the maximum damage Um, on the people and the buildings in the areas that they were going. So at 8.45 a.m. on September 11, 2001, an American Airlines Boeing 767, this is Flight 11, collided into the World Trade Center's North Tower in New York City, and it immediately killed hundreds of people, and it trapped hundreds more because it was a 110-story skyscraper. Now, when people witnessed this, at first they thought it was an accident, or as I um, said here on the West Coast, we were really concerned, because nobody knew what was going on, that we might have been bombed. But 18 minutes later, a second Boeing 767, and this was United Airlines flight 175, 175, it flew into the South Tower. So both towers were on fire. There was burning debris covering not only those buildings, but the surrounding buildings falling to the streets below. And the sad part was you would actually witness hundreds of people jumping from the towers to their deaths in an attempt to escape. And then during all this, uh, in New York, firefighters, all these first responders, firefighters, paramedics, and police officers, they rushed to help uh, the the victims, and they wanted to evacuate the thousands of survivors that were inside the damaged twin towers. And their very quick action actually saved over 18,000 lives. But very sadly, many of those brave first responders, over 300, did not make it out alive. And that's because the fires sparked by these uh you know, fueled airplanes. They were completely filled with fuel. They melted the steel support trusses that framed those 110 floors of each building. And that combined with the damage caused by the impact of the aircraft resulted in both towers collapsing into a massive heap of cement and steel. And um, all of that, the collapse happened in like, Less, I believe, less than two hours after the airplanes hit the buildings, and then as the structures collapsed, fires in surrounding buildings led to actually the collapse of the World Trade Center Seven as well. Now, fortunately, everyone in the area in that area had been safely evacuated. But then, 30 minutes later, a third plane, American Airlines Flight 77 crashed into the west side of the Pentagon near Washington, D.C. And though the Pentagon building did not collapse, the airplane attack did result in the deaths of 184 people. And then a fourth plane, United Flight 93, crash landed into a field in Pennsylvania, killing all 40 passengers and crew members on board. And then, of course, the World Trade Centers collapsed into this terrifying and deadly infernal of rubbish. Now, United Flight 93 crash landed on this outskirts of Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And by then, um, America knew that we were suffering from a very well-orchestrated terrorist attack. The death toll would have been so much higher had United Flight 93 um, succeeded in reaching the terrorist's actual target. That was going to be the U.S. Capitol building in Washington. However, there was a New Jersey resident, his name was Jeremy Glick, and this was happening at the time where people were calling on their cell phones to their loved ones are trying to get on, but he was able to get through to his wife and he told her that his flight had been hijacked and she told him that there were other attacks on the Twin Towers. So he knew that something bad was about to happen. So determined not to allow the terrorists to use their flight as a weapon and he was only 31 years old, um, by the way, He somehow was able to talk to passengers and crew. They united to try to overcome the hijackers. And he was able to call back his wife and tell her that this is what they were going to do. So right after he made that call, the plane was seen just kind of going across the skies and it nosedived into this abandoned coal field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, And again, all 40 people, uh, 33 passengers, seven uh, crew members perished. But without their heroic act, the country might have suffered even a bigger, bigger catastrophe. Now, all in all, um, almost 3,000 innocent people from 93 nations lost their lives on 9-11-2001. I think the exact number is like 2,983. Uh, President Bush was the president at the time, and he addressed the nation with a formal statement, and what he said was, "Quotes: terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they will not touch the foundation of America. These acts shatter uh, shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. And then it was only 11 days later that the Office of Homeland Security and the White House coordinated a comprehensive national strategy to safeguard the country and Operation Enduring Freedom, it was an American-led international effort to oust the Taliban, began October 7, 2001. And all the Taliban was weakened, the war continued, and Osama bin Laden, who masterminded the 9-11 attacks, he remained at large for almost... A decade, and it wasn't until May 2nd, 2011, that US Special Forces and a SEAL Team 6 invaded bin Laden's fortress in um, Abbottabad, in Pakistan, and took down bin Laden. And then it was President Barack, um, Barack Obama who said, The death of bin Laden marks the most significant achievement to date in our nation's effort to defeat Al Qaeda. His demise should be welcomed by all who believe in peace and human dignity. However, what has happened today um, is that there are many remembrances and memorials in all the places that the terrorist attacks happened. However, we are still not at peace. The 9-11 attacks led to the start of the global war and terror, and that continues to this day. And the conflict in Afghanistan continues. It's the second longest war in U.S. history. And it has uh, claimed the lives of about 2,500 U.S. military personnel and cost American taxpayers billions of dollars. And what's even more unfortunate is that global terrorism caused by al-Qaeda offshoot, such as ISIS, has only increased since 2001 So what can we do about it? We really do have to look for peace. So this was just a little, I just want all of us to remember 9-11 and remember that freedom is never free. It has a price tag to it. So we have to be very grateful for the life that we live. When we come back, we'll be talking with author Keith Leon S., and his book, Walking With My Angels, it is a true story. Keith calls them angels. We might call it, you know, our gut, our, our inner voice or whatever you want to call it. But it's going to be a very interesting conversation. Stay with us. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Stay with me. Be the
0: star.
2: Us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach Cynthia Bryan will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self help, personal balance 925-377-STAR and visit com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, com.
0: This business of show business is calling out to me
1: Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. The party really is going to begin now because we are surrounded by angels and we have Keith Leon S. with us, who is the author, this is his seventh book, of Walking With My Angels. It is a true story that he was told, inspired to write over 30 years ago. So we're going to find out all about it. Hello, Keith, and welcome to Star Style.
3: Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure well, to be here.
1: I am. I'm very thrilled because I'm very much into angels, and I think that today was the perfect day to have you on with it being 9-11. And even in your book, Walking With My Angels, you have um, in one of your chapters, you talk about 9-11 and how that really actually changed your life because you were about to start your own business. And then September 11, 2001, the phone rang waking your wife, you uh, and your wife, Mara, and you up. And it was like this was a turning point. Tell us about that time.
3: Yeah, we had just started our business. Um, me and my my friend, who both worked for another uh, production company, and we yes, Rudy, to break. right? Yeah, Rudy. We decided we were going to start our business together. We did, and we were just out there looking for clients. And then this happened, and all production went to New York. Everything did, and so it just. Uh, and we were over in California, so there was no business left whatsoever. Uh, and then, and then, of course, that day, just just what happened was shocking enough uh, in itself. And so, uh, so immediately I just went to just a prayer like most people did, you know, and just blessing all the people that were there. And, 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 and my, what I was doing was, you know, surrounding them by angels and and getting uh, angel support through that process, all the people that needed it, sending all every, every angel I had out there to New York to uh,
1: help. Yes, well, let's talk about your angels because I think so many of us were doing the exact same the exact same thing you know just we we were all in such shock when 911 uh, happened it seems uh, unbelievable that 18 years have transpired since that that yeah. unbelievable day but and have we recovered and are we changing anything who knows but let's go back 30 years and let's go to your childhood as well because um after reading your book it was it's so obvious that you had a really Difficult childhood, and you were on your own so much, but you always felt you always had angels with you. Tell us about that,
3: yeah, well, I didn't have a father, and my mother was manic depressive, mostly uh, mostly depressive depressive and so yeah, yeah so she was she horrible. didn't even get get out of the bed, and then that left my teenage sister to try to raise me, and she was trying to be a teenager, and so I really needed that support and so uh, I was able, since I was a child, to hear my guardian angel's voice. I always knew where he was because that's where the voice would come from. So if he was like floating up in the corner, I'd hear the voice there. If he was behind me, I'd, over my shoulder, I'd hear the voice there. And and so this uh, guardian angel really kept me out of harm's way so many times and advised me, you know, don't go that way when I would have, and, and, and just kept me uh, out of so much trouble and advised me. Um,
1: well, you know, yeah. the, the part one of the things that I thought was was interesting, because like you, I've had many experiences, including on 9-11, when I was supposed to be in New York, because my book had just launched, I was going to be on a television show. And mm. the day before, the producers couldn't get me on a flight. And they said, mm. we'll do it next week. And I was, <laughs> okay. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's like, there was definitely an angel (laughs) there Mm -hmm. um but but what you've had experiences that were very very different is that you actually have been in accidents or you've had time turn backwards yes I was blown away when I read that because Mm -hmm. that's something I've I have never experienced but I really thought that would be so amazing if we could go backwards sometimes so that these bad things actually didn't happen. Tell us yeah. about the first time that happened and how you how you reacted.
3: Wow. Well I was a a teenager and in my friend's car and we were speeding and uh, he had just got the 69 mustang <laughs> and so we were oh, flying yeah, like 90 car. miles an hour down the street and and then we were coming up to the light and he's like dude no brakes no brakes and he's pumping him and nothing's happening and then all of a sudden they locked up and we skidded uh, into the intersection and he kind of swerved off to the left and we slammed into this power box that ran the the street light you know the uh, the light and uh and so we both heard metal ripple glass break and then we like our life flashed before our eyes so it's what's called a life review so I saw all the main things that had happened to me from my childhood all the way up through that moment and they just really
1: happens I mean you read about this all the time but I've never had a life review um so it really you saw all the stuff that had happened to you
3: yeah, just all the main, main things main that event. had happened, yeah, main events. And then uh, then it went up to that time, that then the accident, and then it happened, and then everything stopped. And then it went in reverse. The exact movie I had just seen played in reverse. And then when it got to you know, childhood first birthday, back in the womb, boom, then I opened my eyes and we we're both sitting on uh, the side of the road out of the intersection car purring like a baby and he's like dude did you just see your life flash before your eyes and i'm like yes i did and we're, he's like my dad's gonna kill me because we, we're like the car's wrecked you right? thought
1: the car was so, wrecked right
3: yeah so we get out of the car and we look at the car and the car is perfect nothing is wrong with the car except for the hubcap is not there and we look and we go to the middle of the intersection and the hubcap's sitting in the middle of the intersection and we pick it up and now all the cars that were there There, nobody's there it's just like a ghost town and we pick up picks it up and then we look at the curb which was that chunky black asphalt that they used to have um and if you'd scrape that you would see it right you would see Mm -hmm. a big scrape in it and Mm -hmm. in that curb was a giant scrape that went from the you know the street up the side of the curb right into that power box, and so it was like act- proof that we proof had that it actually
1: box. happened. That you guys yeah. were not just hallucinating this.
3: Yeah, and he goes, man, you know all that God stuff you're always talking about, and he and I go, yeah, and he yeah. goes, all this time, all this time, I thought you were full of crap. He said, but he goes, but I'm believing now. Uh-huh. I'm believing now.
1: Yeah, sometimes <laughs> we need a wake up call, right, Keith? Sometimes yes. that's what happens. Well, yeah. we're gonna move forward. If you're just joining us. We're talking to Keith Leon S. The name of his newest book is Walking With My Angels. His website, walkingwithmyangelsbook.com. And with when you go to that website, you can get a lot of different bonus gifts as well. So I want to move a little bit further. You got heavily into drugs. Yeah. And that seems like it was a very... Uh, tumultuous as well as a sad time in your life however even though you were going through this you were not abandoned by your angels
3: no not at in all in
1: fact you actually met john who you really believe was probably an earth angel
3: yeah yeah
1: let's talk about that
3: yeah well I, this first day on the job at this kind of blue collar bar and it just met this man who was kind of mysterious and quiet and he barely said anything but when he did everybody leaned in and listened mm-hmm. and uh he was so intriguing and so I kind of talked to him and got to know him and eventually ended up saying hey do you want to hang out after work and he's like yeah I'd like that and so he started hanging out and he was asking me a lot of questions about my belief system which was really not not great at that point in my life uh, because of what I was doing, like you yeah. said. And, well, uh,
1: but not only that, I mean, it also had to reflect upon the way you were living and the mm-hmm. household and your family. I mean, it was pretty right. tough times, which many people listening right now can relate to because people yeah. have these tough times.
3: Yeah. So, So at one point he was like, let me ask you a question do you trust me and i said yes and so he said can i see that ring and and there was a ring that i had on that my stepfather had died with it uh, on when when i was eight years old and, and he, took he that- really liked him oh i loved that man yeah. yeah so he so he put the ring in his hand and he did what's called a life review and he he's telling me everything from the minute i was born all the way to the second that that man, you know, died with the right. ring on, and and I could tell that he saw it because he just like, oh, he he like shivered, and he handed me the ring back and said, "I could have went my whole life without seeing that," and um, and so I'm thinking to myself, wow, like there there's no way he could know all these things that he just told me because there was no Google back then, right? right <laughs> of course. No, no way he could know this, and so uh, so already my mind started to open to that. At least this man knew stuff before it happened. And, and as we got to know each other even more, then finally he asked me, do you trust me? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, well, I think it's time for me to tell you. And I said, tell me what? He said, well, you know, people call earthbound angels, people that do good deeds and really nice things for them. And I said, yeah. And he said, that's, that's, that's true, but that's not really what an earthbound angel is. Earthbound angels are etheric angels that are in the flesh and then and then we are he said the word we right and now my Mm -hmm. ears are up. we are assigned to certain people and we are supposed to keep those people from dying before they're supposed to, and because they're here for a specific purpose. And so you are here for a, for a huge, huge purpose. And if you were to die before you were supposed to, it would have a not so a great effect on the planet, is what he told me. So I'm here to take you from believing in pretty much nothing. Nothing this, to everything. <laughs> everything. And... Uh, and so that's what I'll be doing. And then at some point, I will do two things. I'll reveal to you your life purpose, and then I will, at some point, save your life. And once I do that, you'll ha- you'll need to let me go because I then need to go and do it for the next person that I'm assigned to.
1: So what what I found interesting in reading this story because it's so fascinating is, but as as powerful as that message was, you still went down a dark road for a while. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, what's it? Can you share why you continued on that dark road instead of being enlightened right away, or is that just your path? Do you well, think that that was, that's just your path that you have to get there? You've got to learn the lesson the yeah, hard well, way. Yeah. Well, the
3: the way that he saved me was going to be coming in at my darkest point when I'm mm-hmm. just got one one foot in in the grave, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, you and did.
1: You did. Yeah. You're exactly. Almost yeah.
3: And that's and so I had to hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And so, I I wasn't at rock bottom yet when we met. And so, things were so dark in my my past. The reason I was using is because I didn't want to look at the past. And so, even though he was a great distraction and he was teaching me things that would take me from to believe, that didn't mean that I was dealing with the past yet. You know, I wasn't looking at those things. I was still trying to push them down so that I didn't have to look at them through drug use. And I just had this really cool friend that was showing me stuff. But right. <laughs> but it did take me, uh, at one point I had slept eight hours and 13 and a half days. days.
1: You must have I been had, just, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and,
3: and I hadn't seen him in in that, that whole time. And then he just appeared... Um, out of nowhere, and I was so excited to see him. I opened the door. Oh, there, yeah, there you are! Oh my God, it's so great to see you. And then he just kind of grabbed me by the back of the neck, took me in the bathroom, stuck me in front of the mirror, and said, "Look at you, mm-hmm. look, look in the mirror. You, ha- I have to tell you this: you have two weeks to live. Two weeks, live or die—it's your choice. And either way, I'm not going to sit here and watch it." And left me standing there in front of the mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew I was really at that point. I was at choice point because yeah. ev- everything he had said and predicted. Had and come true. It come true for a year and a half, right? Everything—it's yeah. one hundred percent accurate. never missed anything. So I'm going in two weeks, huh? And I really, in that moment, didn't know how to. Answer, if I wanted to live, or I wanted to die. So, so the next few weeks was really, really grappling with that and looking at that and and.
1: Well, seeing... at first you thought you did want to die. I mean, you actually, yeah. you actually chose death first, but then something. happened.
3: Yeah. Gonna... yeah. Exactly.
1: Yes. Well, all of this is in uh, Keith's book, Walking With My Angels, A True Story, Keith Leon S. And is it okay if we say why you have an S after your name?
0: <laughs> I, sure. I think that's
1: kind of fun. I think that's kind of fun. <laughs> because I was when I saw the Leon S, I actually guessed it was must be the name Smith. And I thought, oh, he just doesn't want to use the name Smith. But I liked your your explanation better. Would you like to share it?
3: yeah well i was okay. born Keith. i was born keith leon smith i never liked smith so i dropped it like a hot potato when i got into playing music and and things so i was keith leon for a long time and then uh During this book, after I wrote the book, uh, Angel said, contact the top numerologist in the world and set the date for the book. And so I contacted the top guy, and he did a chart for everything, me and me and Mara and the business and everything. And he said, uh, so why didn't you drop Smith? And and I told him, and he said, uh, well, the weird thing is when you dropped the S, you know, you became a uh, compassion, the number that you are now, which I can't remember the numbers, but it means compassion. So mm-hmm. people, you find people just sort of just like, oh, I love hanging around you. You're so wonderful. You're compassionate. And I said, yes. And he goes, but did you notice in, in business, you have to work 10 times harder to get somebody <laughs> to actually like sign the check? And I said, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah goes, I noticed that. Goes, yeah, and he goes, because the, the S or Smith, either one, you can add it back in, uh, would bring you to be a seven, and a seven is leader. And so with Keith Leon S or Keith Leon Smith, you'll be compassionate leader, right? Oh, and so not only will they go... Paid. The yeah, and not only, will they, exactly, not only will they say, I love him, but they'll actually want to work with you. <laughs> and I just, uh, I go, well, that's interesting. All right, I'll try it. And so we put the S on, and then there was a shift, and I was like, that's so amazing how so one... Kind of working
1: because (laughs) I've always in talking with numerologists, sevens, eights, and nines always seem to be the 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 good numbers. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, you know, somewhere in there. So I know that you are a very talented musician. You've made music with Stevie Wonder and Ben Vereen and um, Carl Anderson, Nancy Wilson. Talk to us about your music making, because I know that you've played everywhere, including at Agape, uh, and I've worked with Michael Beckwith as well, and Jack, and Bob, and Neil, yeah. all, those, all those people that you list, they've, uh, we've all been together, so yeah. it was exciting to, um, to add you to the list here,
3: mm-hmm. so
1: um, tell us about your music.
3: Well, one of the things I used to do was I used to open events uh, before the before those guys and those women, those big speakers. I'd be the one that come out and sing and get everybody warmed up and pumped up, and then the speaker would come on, and uh, and it wasn't long before they were like, you know, you need to put the mic down and get up there and share your share your message, right? You know that, right? <laughs> I was like, ah, all right, but uh, but at Agape, you know, Carl Anderson was my was my mentor and, uh, and at Agape, so many incredible people come through there. And, Unbelievable.
1: And it's a so, great
3: character. so uh, Yeah. So when Carl passed away and we, we did his, um, his service, uh, Stevie Wonder came and a lot of people, uh, Nancy Wilson, and, and I got to sing with them and, and singing with the Agape choir and doing solos with them. Uh, I got to sing at the Greek theater and UCLA, UCLA Royce Hall. And, and uh, I just, have been blessed to get to make music like write it and perform it with just so many legendary people and i, I just think that's you know blessings by my angels as well mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. you know i just well, have to
3: I can say I, I want to do this and then it'll happen, happen. Just well so you funny. know
1: i want to just touch on that because i don't want to run out of time that's something that you and mora um, are doing but I loved the way that you decided to write a list when your first marriage um, disappeared yeah. you decided to write a list down of everything that you absolutely wanted in a woman yeah. and um then one day you're at an event and in she walks and you've been together and married and happy and you've created, you know, this this company and doing all these things together. And this is Mora, But yeah. tell us about how you created the format, because that was originally what you did. And many people started. I mean, in fact, Rudy, your good friend Rudy found his, yeah. his love that way because yeah. you're. it was all about communication.
3: Yeah, well, we we just, we kind of told on ourselves when we first got in relationship, like, this is how we don't want to do relationship and how we wanted to communicate and be with each other. And then we started doing this particular process and we didn't realize, but everyone around us was like, what's that thing you do? We're like, mm-hmm. what thing? That thing where, like, we'd be throwing stuff at each other, and then you guys say a couple words, and everything's fine. And uh, so the next argument we had, my Mara said, can I get a pen and paper and write I this love down? That and part. I'm like, I am like I'm like, whatever. What? And she goes, what? what? <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> so,
3: so she did. She wrote it down, and we basically had created five sentences that we were saying every time and then filling in what came after. And so all of this is in the Seven Steps to Successful Relationships. That's one, the first, your, first.
1: That was your first book in yeah, 2005. Yeah. And yeah, it was by John
3: Gray. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, right. Because you actually picked up the phone and call – I think you picked up the phone. You called John Gray, and he ended up writing your foreword, right? Writing yeah. your introduction.
3: Or he so, gave us he gave us a quote that put it right on the front cover, which was yes, amazing. Yes,
1: okay, that's what it was. You yeah. know, um, another thing that you say, because you also are a uh, – you've published uh, – you have a publishing company. Yeah. And, of course, you're a speaker and a trainer – but you also always like to say that um, the books that we write, is our it's our greatest business card. And I can't remember yeah. who told you that first. I don't know if it was when, I don't know if it was Richard Nelson Bowles or it might have been Jack or Mark when I yeah. was working with them. But, you know, I remember going, um, walking around with uh, Richard Nelson Bowles and he would always have a couple of books and he would just hand them out to people. Yeah. And yeah. When I was a new author, I thought, gosh, I had to buy my books from the publisher, and boy, <laughs> right. that's an expensive thing. But uh, you are right. Tell us why a book is a great business card.
3: Well, it's your credibility, but, but nobody, it's also a card that nobody will ever throw away. So I've actually <laughs> developed a way for the exact language to give the book with right? And you give it with an offer and you tell them how much it's worth. So for instance, I'm giving, this is my business card. This was my gift to you. Read it. And when you're ready, give me a call and I will give you a book strategy session, which has a value of $500. So go read the book and then give me a call and and I'll give you that. So now I just gave you $520 like it's nothing to me. Clearly I must be successful. So it, when you do that, especially the, exactly the way I teach it, uh, it's not if you'll hear from them, it's when. Because every time they pass that book, it's going to say, call Keith and get the free thing. Call Keith and get the free thing and harass them until they do. <laughs> so it's, uh, it really, really works. And everybody that's done it the way I teach them has tripled their business the next year.
1: You see, isn't that amazing? So. What we can take away from your book, Walking With My Angels, A True Story, or any of the other books that Keith Leon S. has written, <laughs> is that really when you are passionate and authentic, and you will always have your angels around you, to, mm-hmm. to move forward, but you still have to do the work.
3: Yes. Yes. Action. 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 And you action. Can believe and in and
1: yourself and all the possibilities, but you must go into action.
3: Yes, inspired, uh, inspired,
1: inspired action. action. Well, mm. Keith, I want to give out your website. It's walkingwithmyangelsbook.com. The book, again, is called Walking With My Angels, A True Story. It has just been released. And when you go to the website or wherever you buy it, you will get many different bonuses that, um, that will go along with the book. And then you can find out how Keith has not only walked with his angels, but how you'll be able to um, be introduced to yours. And you know what I think, Keith, is whether you believe or don't believe, they're just still here with us. (laughs) They're going to keep talking to us and helping us, you know, whatever, right?
3: So true. So true. Now, I
1: want to give you the opportunity before we close. Is there anything else that you would like to say, that we didn't cover in this um, in this interview, you can wrap it up. You can give us a pearl of wisdom, whatever Mm. you would like to say.
3: Well, I've always ended this same way for 17 years now. And what I want everyone listening to know is that you make a difference in this world. It would not be the same without you. People forget to tell us that we make a difference in their lives because they assume that we know. And so for everybody who forgot to tell you, that you make a difference, I want to tell you. And thank you for being the gift of you because every smile, every hug, every hello, you could have saved a life that day and you wouldn't know. You make a difference.
1: Yes, thank you for that. You know, I totally agree. The gift of you, that is the final chapter in the book that that I first wrote back in 2001. It's called
3: mm-hmm. The Gift of
1: You. So you're ending it. <laughs> Synergy. Uh, Yes, synergy. (laughs) It is absolutely synergy. I thank you again for coming on Star Style, Be The Star You Are, the name of the book, Walking With My Angels, Keith Leon S. And don't forget that S. And then, yes, and because we want him to be a compassionate leader. And, um, you know, as we say here at Be The Star You Are, to be a leader you must be a reader so read lead and you will succeed so mm-hmm. thank you so much keith uh, for for joining us and i wish you many many years of success and happiness walkingwithmyangelsbook.com is his website blessings to you keith and thank uh, you. May your angels and my angels meet and dance together.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Spread your
1: wings and fly. You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be The Star You Are. We will be right back, and we're going to talk about that trilogy of Be The Star You Are books now that it is our 20th anniversary of being an all-volunteer 501c3 charity that brings you positive messages. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: You are the star you are Be the star you are You are the star
2: Change your world Change your life Voiceamericaempowerment.com Business
0: Bites Here's Cynthia O'Brien
1: If you want to up your game and have a wonderful life, do a couple of these things once a day. Playfully imagine that you're already living at that new level. Speak in gratitude as if you've already arrived, and occasionally do something that you'd never done before, like praise yourself, reward yourself, or dance when nobody's looking. And most of all, laugh for no reason. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan, Bryan Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star
0: you are. The star you are.
1: Well, I hope that you are feeling you're the angels all around you um, right now after we spoke with uh, Keith and then you can pick up a copy of his book. One of my favorite poems, I put it in all of my books, is when things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to cry, when care is pressing you down a bit rest if you must but don't you quit (coughs) excuse me yes that is I don't know who wrote it it's an anonymous but you know it's that is just the way I think life is as so many things happen and it seems like we're at the end of the rope but sometimes that success is just right over the hill on the other side of the mountain and talking about that I just can't. I'm so excited because we made it. Be The Star You Are made it. It's 20 years of serving our communities, our country, and our world through numerous life-changing outreach programs using 100% volunteer staff, no paid people. So it's a real accomplishment for everyone involved. On September 9th, um, in 2009, Be The Star You Are was not 2009, 1999, um, Be The Star You Are was born. And yes, it's been a labor of love for me to trudge forward despite so many setbacks. And there was a time when Be The Star You Are had only 43 cents in the bank. And I knew was going to have to close the door within a week because we didn't have the funds to go further. And I was just really sad about that. But then a miracle happened. Well, actually, three miracles happened, and with those three coincidences occurring on my darkest day, I went outside to look at the heavens, and I looked over the sky, and I said, if I'm supposed to keep up this mission of empowering women, families, and youth, I need a sign, and I want a big one, and I want a shooting star. I mean, after all, we're called Be the Star You Are. The show's called Star Style. I wanted a shooting star, and yes, um, it's I was praying for a signal and it was a miracle number four that transpired. And there was this bright star that shot across the dark sky going from far left to far right as if it was saying, Cynthia, don't play with me. You see, you're on your path. So it hasn't been easy leading a nonprofit, but we're still here and we're always making a difference. And I'm very honored to work with the women, families and teens because their successes give me such great joy. And at this time, I want to thank every person and business who has ever crossed our path with our outreach through these two decades, whether it's volunteers, sponsors, beneficiaries, donors, radio guests, radio staff. Uh, we have been touched and we hope that we have touched your lives. So I know that we have worked with hundreds of thousands of individuals across the globe. I mean, almost 500,000 people now, and we've donated over $2 million in resources, um, again, with a 100% volunteer workforce. So you can check out the accomplishments at org. And again, we just really thank you. We wanted to throw a party or a gala, um, but we decided instead every donation we would use to help others because now there's just been a huge hurricane and there are people in need. So, no, I never quit. And I hope that you will follow your heart and never quit either. And in the trilogy of books, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, Be the Star You Are for Teens, and also the new one, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, I always include that poem. And I'll just leave you with the last verse. For life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later the man who wins is the one who thinks he can. And I will say that is man or woman and whether he or she can. So what I discovered is success rarely comes on the first, second, third or fourth try and sometimes not even on the hundredth try. But keep going. Don't give up. And even when you're rejected unnecessarily, consider each rejection as a character building because you are a miracle of life and you can do it. So give yourself a break and never quit. Just remember you are a star. So embrace each no and exclaim Thank you. I'm now that much closer to a yes, because together we can win. And so I thank you for being part of our galaxy. And just a quick little overview of the three books I was when I was reviewing, I realized that all three were launched in the month of September. So Be the Star You Are, the first book, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, with a foreword by Bernie Siegel and endorsements by 88 of some of the world's greatest thinkers, including Deepak Chopra and Richard Nelson Bowles and Dr. Wayne Dyer and Brian Tracy and Jack Canfield and Ken Dykewald and Mark Victor Hansen and many, many more um, more people. Uh, I was supposed to be on a television show that was going to... I was going to do it on 9-11-2001 in New York City. And the day before, it got canceled because they couldn't get me on a flight for some reason. And they rescheduled me for the following Tuesday. Of course, that never happened. You heard how Keith said that the world changed. All of a sudden, people didn't want books on inspiration. They wanted... Patriotic kind of book, so it was. That's what happened with that one. The next book was "Be the Star You Are" for teens. Simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, and learning to make a difference. And that book had also numerous endorsements from from major um, major celebrities and thinkers. And that came about because the teens said to me, "When are you going to write a book for teens?" And I decided. It was like, well, what a great idea. Let's do that. But instead of me writing the book uh, completely, let's include teens. And so there are 53 of uh, young people who also contributed to the book, and they were able to get published. And so that's really exciting when that happens, is that that one was actually also another, another blessing to have um, happened. And I loved the quote by Bethany Hamilton. She's the pro surfer and teen inspiration who lost an arm to a shark and when what she said is when she read the book it was like talking to a friend it made her smile and surf a bigger wave i i really i love that and so that was that one came out in 2009 and then just this um past september we just released be the star you are Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a t- Changing Digital World. And this one we, um, we published with 31 stellar contributors that were Millennials to Boomers. So that was so exciting to do that because many, many volunteers with Be The Star You Are from across the world were able to get published. So I leave you with, we are made of star stuff. Carl Sagan said that. And we all have to remember that all of us are stars and that we just have to polish up that stars, believe in ourselves, dream big, go into action, get the skills we need, make sure to write the plan, and then sit back and let your angels help you do the rest of the work. Well, I thank you so much for being great listeners And allowing me to be in your life every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. You can change your life. You can make your dreams come true. And just listen to that inner tuition, which, of course, Keith and I call angels. For more information about Be The Star You Are, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And while you're there, make a donation. And for more information about Star Style Productions, just go to CynthiaBryan.org. Calm. My aim is always to inspire, inform, encourage, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being, but know that you already are the star that you dreamed of becoming. So cherish the past, dream of the future, but celebrate today because today is the only moment we have. And know that you are here for a purpose. You have a destiny. And read a book this week, because a book is like a garden in your pocket. And until we celebrate again next Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, remember this, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. It's crucial. Thanks for joining me. Be the
0: star you are. The star you are.